0: Welcome everybody, welcome, welcome for another episode of the Youth of Tomorrow podcast. Guys, we are back at it again. Um, This February is going to be, it's been a very interesting one. I've actually been in maybe, I don't know, two episodes now. I can't even recall right now. But yeah, um, I I believe this episode is going to be a very, very interesting one. very interesting one of... I've met this guy, our guest, but um, very recently actually, um, and we've just been in contact ever since. And I've, and I think it was from his post on some stuff with his book, which we'll dive into later on in the show. And I said, well, hey, I'd love to just feature on the, feature you on the podcast, just to get to the person to know you, get to know what you're doing, and, and yeah, just to have a great conversation. So, uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I have with me Mr. Rodney Freeman junior
1: Woohoo! Yeah, thank you,
0: thank you. Yes, awesome. Well, I'm happy to have you. Um, I think... I think um I, th- I believe i'm still trying to remember when, when was the first time we ever met i think it was maybe two months ago if if yeah, that yeah yeah i
1: think mm-hmm, yeah i think it was uh after i had i we i talked to um and i think you interviewed him too ken granderson from yeah. Like yeah. yeah 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 shout out to him by
0: the way yeah, yeah. shout out oh yeah yeah
1: bro. Black Facts is doing some good stuff. They got uh, they're on the billboards in New York for Black History Month and everything. So that that's amazing, and uh, always love to support that uh, that work of just getting that information out there about Black information, and Black knowledge. But but yeah, I think we we met right after that, and then we just connected from there. yeah and it's
0: been a great um great experience um great on back and forth so yeah again happy to have you on the podcast my man
1: yeah well
0: happy to be here thank you for this opportunity okay awesome well let's get right into it because i know um you're a busy man of course so we want to give you here to afterwards to deal with everything you have to deal with so yeah let's get to it um for just persons that may not know who you are that may not know what you do and all this stuff um would you like to just give a little summary and little synopsis of of who is randy freeman jr
1: Okay. Who is Rodney Freeman? Um, yeah. So, um, it, it's it's a a person who uh, I will feel I feel like saying he's he's a, he's a family man, right? I have two kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm a I'm a I'm a dad. Um, uh, I'm really big on um comic books. You know, I'm a comic book nerd. You know, I oh know okay. You know. Uh, okay. But, I love information, I love knowledge, I love sitting down watching a documentary, a good one, you know, um, can't pass that up. I actually watch C-SPAN. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. <laughs> which is, is kind of like the, the internet, uh, the, you know, where it's, it's, sometimes it can be very dry because they'll just run uh, the US House, uh, the Senate meetings and uh, House of Representatives. And I kind of find it kind of information. Uh, Interesting because of just the information sometimes. But I mean, yeah, I can be a big nerd, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you know, again, I'm. I was. I was. I was born in Chicago, and um, and I, you know, uh, you know, I was born on the South Side, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I always like to love to claim Chicago and find out people who are from the city. Um, even though I lived in so many different states, I lived in California and. Kentucky, and Missouri, and Texas, and... Mm. Uh,
0: you, you know, you've been around.
1: Florida, yeah, Georgia. So, so yeah, I, I've been around. But, you know, I I think my profession, though, aligns with, you know, I think the type of person I am is just a general sheer love of knowledge and mm-hmm. uh, being able to share that knowledge with people. So, yeah.
0: Mm. And you, And let's even get into that in terms of, like, you're deep diving into different forms of you know, knowledge. I would even ask first, what sort of knowledge do you feel that impacts you the most? Is it like the documentaries you read, you you, you watch or is novels, what sort of form of media would socks would like yeah. be your source? Yeah, yeah.
1: So, I think my first source I would love, well, I mean, it's it's interesting. So it's just like how people learn and how people obtain knowledge, right? You know, so mm-hmm. I might hear something, take for instance, I might be watching something on PBS and it sparks my interest and I'm like, okay, so from there, now I need to go and research and that type of knowledge where, you know, it's really, you know, it's something that I want to learn more about, right? You know, I want to find more information, take for instance, They had a documentary about Ida B. Wells yesterday. Um, Ida B. Wells was back in the the turn of the century, 1800s, early 1900s. You know, she was the one, the person out there going out there and recording what was going on with lynching. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, she was uh, big friends with Frederick Douglass at the time. And. And she, um, you know, it was her story. It was really fascinating to me. So I was like, okay, I want to know more. So, what books are on Ida B. Wells? You know, what what websites are on Ida B. Wells? You know, um, uh, any other videos on Ida B. Wells? So, that's basically how I go. It's like, if I see something that catches my interest, and then, you know, I'm off to the runnings.
0: Hmm. But I was even ask you. Um, would you feel that you would consume audiobooks? Because you know sometimes you know, like yeah, you can read the books and others, But you know on uh, as like on the go, like yeah, you would want to like listen to something on the way to work or something. Would you say that that's a part of your source? Um, one of your sources to retain information
1: you know I use audiobooks for uh, for entertainment um it is more or less because i don't I don't have a long commute to work it's ten minutes um if that uh so you know I might get in a quick podcast before I can get on get on audio audiobook now if I'm on a long drive somewhere you know yeah I definitely will put on an audiobook book. Uh, um But I think, you know, me, it's just, I'm old school. I actually, I do want to sit and actually read a physical book. Hmm.
0: uh,
1: uh, E-book or uh, audio book, you know, so.
0: Well, that's fair, that's fair, because... I like audiobooks and I like to read actual books too and I even got the chance to read some um some marketing books um just on my on digital marketing books actually and it's been a great experience um just to I just just read really I I can't really uh, I'd have to see for myself it's it's I think there'll be a huge difference between having actual novel in itself and having a like a digital you know be on your phone or something I I feel it's like a huge huge difference but like do you find it like, like that or is because uh, of course you like to go through the whole novels and all that but would you think that is a there's a distinct difference between gaining knowledge through digital means than actual physical
1: yeah, I, I feel like this all relates to convenience, right? You know, mm, okay. like what is going to be convenient for your purposes. And, uh, you know, don't get me wrong, I love digital, consuming digital uh, information too because it has its place. But, you know, if, I, if I'm talking about, you know, how do, how does Rodney relax, you know, I, I'm actually going to pick up a book. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. trying to go for words, sit down and read it. But if I'm doing research and I need quick access to it, then you know I'm gonna hop on online, you know, and you know find out
0: resources online. You know? So mm-hmm. yeah, it's all about convenience. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's all about convenience, and it would be, it would be subjective at the end of it all. But you said about you being a family man, and do you sort of teach your? ideologies about you know, actively learning and all this stuff to your um to your kids?
1: So that's a good question. So um my, my role so first of all my son is seven months old. So, you no, know, I haven't <laughs> talked oh, well, about Yeah,
0: about, of course.
1: Uh, online. We actually try to keep him away from the phone and, and everything right now. He mm. we, we have board books for him. You know, um, oh wow, but but my daughter, it, it is about you know, you have to teach her about basically, um, you know, how that if you put anything up online, even though you might try to erase it, it's never gone. You know, mm-hmm. you have to teach her about verifying information, like what you know, who's the source that put this out there, looking at the source, evaluating that source. So, basically, my librarian skills come into play when I'm talking to my daughter or like you know look you're 12 <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you're, it's not like how it was when I was young where you know it, it, the internet was just coming on you know becoming mainstream and you know you didn't you, know, you, you didn't put stuff online you still kind of got stuff from you know books and encyclopedias and that type of stuff so, mm-hmm. so yeah you do have to teach you know, especially kids nowadays are like, like you know, social media is not the end all be all. Mm-hmm. Uh, verify it and how do you go about verifying it, sometimes you might have to look in the book. Right. Right. And you can't ver- and you really can't verify it from, from Google. You know, I'm not a big while well, I think Google is a good starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wikipedia are good starting point. Um, the research just doesn't end in dust in there you know um you, you'd have to go to the library
0: database mm-hmm. how do you use the library database you know, so, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, to be honest with you i tend to be i would say a consumer of both like if i that's even why i'm getting back into reading like full 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 time um for like like certain different things that i that i want to know i just can't find it i just can't find it on google or even on youtube i just can't and it's even a little debate on like on the whole thing of, of like oh would i want to go through like the online route for educational route versus actual in in you know in house but that would be a different conversation but the the, the premise of gating the information and i think google is a good starting point um but i just feel that books are just different it just it just gives you a more clear understanding of the author's perspective and even just the overall knowledge in the field itself and just give you a more broader um bird's eye view to to that specific thing. Um, but, yeah, and even, I don't even like to ask, because you, you even mentioned about you being in the whole library industry sort of thing. How was that experience for you?
1: Uh, it's really interesting, right? You know, um, I've had, it's, uh, sometimes it can be a love-hate relationship or a love-dislike relationship. I do not say hate I like the simple fact of being able to help people find information and accessing it and being able to catalog the information and categories and all that type of stuff, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I dislike the, the politics in, from the system that I'm in at, at, at points in time when I've been an administrator or a library director. And mm-hmm. um, I don't like those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love definitely So, yeah, it's, but it's, it's, it's been good. Mm, mm-hmm. It's
0: been a good thing, too. And how long have you been on this journey? It's been, like, it's been, how it's been, like, it's a few years, 10 years. Like, what's, like, yeah, the timeline? It's
1: over, it's over a decade. Um, mm. I want
0: to say closer to 15. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah. Would you say that your experience at the library kind of... Further your knowledge or just help you you know help you with your love for books and just generally gaining knowledge actively
1: uh, does it help me no mm-hmm. I don't think it helps me at all I think what it what, what it does is just it, it puts me in you know how they say that you you're, you're, you're at the table right you're, you, mm-hmm. you know, with, with being at the library. You know, I'm in the room where all the knowledge is, and you know, whatever I can think of, if I want to figure out how to do it, I'm, you know, I'm right there. Um, one of the things that I think would help me to start loving books is when I was in high school and mm-hmm. I had a I had a low reading level. Like I was, I don't know, I, I, I didn't read that well, and nor did I read. But um, but I was on this path of like thinking that I was gonna you know do football the rest of my life and track and all that type of stuff, and I pulled my hamstring. So I was just like, I'm gonna have to find something to do. So I went to the library, and the first book that I read from front to back was Frederick Douglass Up from Slavery.
0: Mm. Uh, well, what I would there. even I, I would even pause it like what was the the motivation behind picking that specific book because that that's just just like very, you know, unnormal in my well I would say unnormal but it is is a bit of a hm I, I would say it's very interesting of that choice like what was the what would you say would be the motivation behind picking that specific
1: book Man, well, so Frederick Douglass was the man. You know, Frederick Douglass was from, you know, that at that point in high school, you know, and you know, it's debatable about <laughs> what they, mm-hmm. mean, now they do now, but, oh, but at that point, that was basically the main person they they talked about. Of course, Martin Luther King and some other ones, but Frederick Douglass was came before all of them, and you know, they would they would quickly highlight Frederick Douglass. But I wanted to know more so that was like one of the persons I was just like you know I know a little bit about him but I don't know who he is you know and reading his autobiography at that point I got to know that this man was I mean you talking about like self-made to the T. Mm-hmm. he was self-made you know and then I mean he, he had his own newspaper you know he was able mm-hmm. to have influence with Lincoln, you know, he was able to talk mm-hmm. about, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, him being at the World Fair at Chicago mm-hmm. and, like, you know, advocating for, you know, <laughs> basically, why ain't no black folks here? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but he, when he was there, he was there, and, and he was actually able to have, it where the Haitians were able to have a, uh, a building there, you know, because mm-hmm. you know, there weren't any black nations there, so, you know um he talked about photography and like how this was gonna he, he said at that time that technology was new and it was going to change the game so that's the reason why he had so many pictures taken of himself you know mm. to see him and see that you know you know this black man could you know be able to be this distinguished and elegant when he speaks you know they would would be able to relate to him so you know so yeah so Frederick Douglass yeah he was he was
0: he was, uh, he was a force so yeah mm. that's very interesting because I've, I've of course we have all know the the name Frederick Doug Frederick Douglass but a lot of persons may not know that that too much detail, like he, he's owning his own newspaper and being basically the visionary behind um, the, being the forcey of photography today and all that stuff. Like people don't know that, and right. uh, and you're and you're very right for saying like oh there's a huge debate of what they teach in schools, but yeah yeah it is just I never know that specifically, and what's interesting about it is. You would only learn about these sort of things around February which is around now yeah which is very telling that I am like we're right (laughs) it was very interesting right is we're in February and I'm learning this now which is right uh, like the but but that's the thing it's not a yearly thing so I wouldn't know about this like last year december or something like that because it's not like active and the and there's just a I, i didn't even want to go back go down that rabbit hole but it we need some more information we need to have those sort of universally um classes teached about um just black history all over it is it, it's very it's very lacking and especially down here in the caribbean we we will teach it but there's not so much of a need or the attraction to it so yeah that but that's a whole different story but even just to continue um what you were saying about um your love for books and being having frederick Douglass' book you know started started that journey how was like that period transferred into many other things and i would even say how was like the the patterns how was the the way that you can regain that information that's even that's even go into that like in terms of regaining that sort of information, and and of course those sort of lessons kind of apply to life and and all the stuff. How would you say that process was for you? Yeah, very interesting, right?
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so, let me make sure I understand. So you're asking, how was it that I? knowledge yeah and basically transform myself or? yeah
0: yeah in okay. that sense, yeah
1: okay um yeah that, that's interesting because yeah i it was more or less it was a mixture of things right so mm-hmm. i had moved around almost all my life and you know never really staying at one spot because my father my father was an engineer he was in for down in Douglas North Carolina. So, you know, my dad was always talking about education and going to college and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, while my grades didn't reflect me going to college, my grades were really low. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, when I was in school, it was just, you know, we moved almost every other year. I just didn't feel like, uh, I don't understand. And, you know, Playing football, seeing that I thought that this dream of being a football superstar or track star or something like that just wasn't going to pan out. Um, and then, believe it or not, I was talking to my mom. We, we were sitting down at dinner one time, and I, my, it was getting time for me to decide. You know, I was in senior, it was my senior year, and my parents were asking me what I was going to do. And I was like, you know, I think I'll go to the police academy. And my mom said, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. However, I do think that you can, you know, do something in school. I, I think you can you can do something. And I was just like, I was like, you do? She was like, yeah, I think you can become, you know, get a degree and everything. You just got to apply yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh. Okay. And I was just like, how am I going to apply myself with this low GPA? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. And because it was interesting, like, you know, my mom believed in me. And, you know, but these schools that I applied to, they didn't because they were rejecting me left and right. (laughs) You know, so. Right. (laughs) I was getting rejected. And then I did get HBCU, Fort Valley in Georgia. Mm -hmm. Uh, They accepted me and they said, okay. We'll accept you, but you're going to have to do a summer bridge program, and you're going to have to actually retake the, the what we call the SAT test. So, you know, it was an interest <laughs> exam, they, the SAT and ACT. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll, you know, give you some classes and tutor you and stuff like that. So I studied my butt off that whole week because they, the, there was a caveat to it where they said, we'll accept you regardless, but you have to be in remedial classes basically you'll have to take probably like your senior year in high school over again. Mm. And I didn't want to do that. So that whole week I just studied. I mean, I was you know, some people got there and they got out and had fun. And I was like, no, I, I want to make sure that if I'm going to the school I'm gonna be in regular classes and, you know, so so I did it. I got in and uh, went to went to Fort Valley State uh, <laughs> my first year and um yeah i would say i would say that summertime really you know going into college really just changed everything it just changed the game you know mm-hmm. I continue to read at the same time you know
0: so. mm. well that's awesome and just yeah and and of course through your process and div, you know just reading all sort of the books it's it, it I would say it probably have shaped your reality to the world. would you think?
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it gives me it gives you a wider perspective. You know, I think that that's what is done. Reading books and opening it up, you know, and it, don't get me wrong, I, I read stuff that I don't agree with. Either. I, you, know, I mm-hmm. read everything. You know, uh, and that's the that's the beauty of it is that you can read stuff that you don't agree with, but you can form your own opinion. And mm. it's your own opinion. You know, one of the things that I never agreed with is who determines what a classic is. Mm. And I will, I will remember that in school growing up. Oh, let's read these books from mice to men and all this other stuff. You know, I was like, well, these are white books that are talking about white folks. None of these books in here that you consider a classic do I identify with at all. Mm-hmm. So I had to define what my classics were, which was like uh, Black Boy by Richard White right? You know, um, you, you know uh, mm-hmm. Baldwin, James Baldwin's books. You know, so I, I, you know, no, I was like, you don't define for me what a classic is. You know, I define that myself.
0: True. True and and that's pretty cool like just having and i've always un, like wondered this this about reading it's learning someone else's perspective from however long ago and relating that sort of information to your life now it's sort of like how the i would say the bible some what some would say how the Bible is structured, it's it's books that's been told and been taken however long ago before, I would, I would say, I would say before for just for the persons that may be offended, um before ever the recording of time and all those stuff like, all back then you know the stories about the prodigal son and uh, um what you call it um with Job on being, being faithful to God and being a faithful servant to God and all those stuff and just being, and just having that relatability to say, well, I'm going through some stuff like this. So if he's been through it and came out successful, then I can do it. And it just gives you like a boost of confidence. And I love that with books. I just love that with, with, and just basically with stories, you know, and you get, and yeah. And of course, especially for persons that are getting into the industry in reading and, 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 um, just getting around building their own books and writing their own stories. You get to also shape how your world is, but can have it relate to other people. And I think that's very powerful, very, very, very powerful. So, so that's, um, well, that's just a part of the discussion now, but let's get into your platforms. So a part of what you do is, and even why we even here as well, um, for your black male, male archives, like what was the motivation behind this project and with this website and why black male archives why that specific name
1: yeah that's a good question so okay so (laughs) Mm -hmm. what was the motivation behind it well it was more or less wanting to find positive stories about black men, young and old, mm-hmm. um, and wanting people to see us more so than just criminals or, you know, this scary guy that's over there and stuff like that. You know, it was a, I felt like the mainstream media was not telling the whole story um, about black men. And the story that they're telling was something that I was very, like, right. born to you know <laughs> mm-hmm. I was I was I was not um acquainted to that story throughout my life um but every time I looked at the TV and the news they were saying that you know black men are this or I see black men in certain you know movie shows and black men are this and I'm like no black men are more than just that you know we we are fathers we are you know, we're nerds, we're geeks, we're, we're, you know, we're caregivers, we're, we're all this type of stuff. So mm-hmm. why not have a platform or a place where people can find those types of stories?
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: that's, that's how we created the Blackmail Archives. And um, the reason why we call it the Blackmail Archives is just, is, is basically being able to archive all these stories where, because, the internet is not an archive. People think just because it's there that it won't go away. Yeah, that's not true. Right. That's not true. It can get moved in a minute. So one of the things too is that what around 2000 you used at, at, the turning point 1999-2000 you still had a lot of people consuming newspapers for their information. Majority of the information now is consumed online. However, so that means that a lot of blogs, a lot of websites, a lot of information that's online that might not be in a physical form. So you need a place that and you can you can do this now. There might be an article that comes out today and then you might try to go and find it next month and it's not there. And if it was born online, meaning that it was created online. How are you going to have a record of it?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: how are you going to be able to access that story it's i mean it's just the same it's the same principles as 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 an archive in a library right The the reason why we preserve this information is so future generations can have access to this stuff so future generations need to have access to the holistic story about black men right so, so, yeah, that's the that's the kind of the the logic behind that, or the line of reasoning behind that. You know, you need to be able to show even down the road that this is what really was. This is this is how black men really were, you know, versus somebody else telling us who we were. You know, no, I'm gonna tell you who we were. You know, so.
0: Mm. And a lot of persons will say, well, why? Don't, don't you have like maybe women in this, in this archive?
1: Yeah and that's a good question and I definitely I love that they would say that because we actually have a sister platform called Powerful Women of Color mm. um, there is no way in the world that I would ever leave out black women because you know black women sometimes take you know more hits than we do you know and we need to be able to 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 work off with each other. So, yeah, black men and women, um, we just have a space for black males and a space for uh, black women, which we call powerful women of color.
0: Mm -hmm. And how long have both sides been, you know, in existence?
1: So, the black male archives has been around since 2015.
0: Okay, very recent.
1: Yeah, so... um, recent, but it's, it's been a couple of years now. And um, it, it, I, I feel like the, the site as, as a whole has, we upgraded it to more or less a, uh, a database now. Mm. So, you know, versus just having a website. Uh, Powerful One of Color, we just launched the, the website and the database this year. So, okay, and it's still kind of in beta phase the database uh um, you know until we work out you know get everything hashed out but it's it's live it's up but yeah our flagship database is and the website is the blackmail archives
0: okay okay and i'm actually going through it and even through some of his um publications and all that it's, it's pretty up to date i would say and Oh, you just talked about black men building the multiverse like and even I, I would actually even ask this question too especially with like we ret- like gating this information and transfer it into an actual database online is it you you who's like the team behind this is it just like you and maybe another a person or is it like a bunch of you guys or like who was like, yeah. yeah. Like how much of those persons are there? Me and my company. Okay. <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah. So so basically, whoever I need to get the job done, that's who I use to get the job done. So uh, mm. yeah, several investors. Um, and several investors. I mean, you know, we, we do the work. Do I do majority of the work? Yes. Mm. Um, but you know, we have other people that we don't have on.
0: Okay, awesome. And it got you. You also have investors in this project as well.
1: Yeah.
0: And, it, and it is is it majority black people? Uh yeah. Oh, okay, awesome. Because you know there's also a lot of tropes of like oh there's something so important like this. Of course there will be some sort of investments by white people or some persons outside of the culture. So I'm actually happy that you say that.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I wouldn't be authentic if I didn't have it where, <laughs> where we were was doing it and actually investing in it. Um, I, I think that would be a uh, that would be a show. Mm. So, um, so yeah, that's that's not what this
0: is. Yeah, and I, I didn't know that, so I'm actually happy for this, and I know there's going to be some other conversations about you know like some details on different stories in, in, the, in the archives, and we could just you know dive into that, and even with the whole um, conversation with Frederick Douglass, you know we can dive into his life and all this stuff in you know different podcasts. Um, and that could even be a part of like a series that we can have. Yeah. yeah, we we will talk about that in the background in 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 um in our DMS, but. For just even end off the this conversation, you actually wrote a book, and I feel, and I think there's a children's book, or I think because I think with the characters that I saw, it was more aimed towards children. So, can you I'll speak to that and like give give the audience a bit of of what it is and you know the background behind it.
1: Yeah. Yeah so I, I wrote two books um, uh, the, the first book was called Daddy Let's Play and that was more or less uh, a book, a passion project about you know me and my daughter um, <laughs> when I got home from work uh, she would always throw me the, the controls and say, Daddy come on let's play, You know, so I was mm-hmm. like okay I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a book about you know, um, us playing video games or the, the father and daughter having this bond and able, you know, to kind of overcome any situation. In the book, they uh, the father gets sick, and um, she actually turns to her video game to see if her dad is online to play, you know, games with him to kind of try to bring him home from the hospital. But, um, but yeah, mm. and, and she does just, just to <laughs> just to put that out there. But, uh, but yeah, you know, that was father daughter. This one is more or less, you know blending two, to two parts of me, right? You know, uh, I have a son now, who is, like I said, he's seven months and I wanted to think, take this one to him to mm-hmm. show them that, that he can be anything that he wants to be especially um, a leader, you know? And in this book, you know, this young black boy is taking, he, he has put it upon himself to be the librarian of the neighborhood and help kids find the books that they need, you know? He has put it on his back to be a leader and show them, you know, hey, you know, we're going to help you check out this book. So um, and that's what I look at when I look at young boys, especially young black boys. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so I wanted to to have a book that, you know, represents that. And um, yeah, that's where little Rodney, the librarian comes in. Um, so he he's in his neighborhood. He's in his uh uh, backyard treehouse uh, In his in his treehouse Library helping uh, Chloe who was his neighborhood uh, Friend trying to find the book And they have to go through this adventure And you know and check out the book So you know it's Kind of like blending you know my experience As a librarian and you know Just wanted to show black boys As leaders
0: And that's awesome Very awesome story thank you, thank you. And i'm happy that you know it's actually dedicated to like it's 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 so wonderful that we can you know have things that we've, you know, we we create and we can dedicate to the next generation especially of our offspring it is mm-hmm. something admirable about it and i love that you've done it and and i think you know and I've, i was actually wondering have you ever thought about eventually having this book turn into a movie?
1: Oh yeah, I would love it—a cartoon or something like that. I would love that. Mm-hmm. Um, that that would definitely be the goal for this book to to be some type of cartoon. I see it. I see it on the same lines as Doc McStuffins, right? You know. Yes.
0: Like, yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> so
1: so yeah, I definitely want. Mm-hmm. I would love for that to happen. You know. So. Mm-hmm. so that,
0: yeah, and even with that, um, it just even to give a bit of myself. I'm actually looking into producing different movies, different TV shows um, underneath the brand. With that, the motion pictures. Um, I'm just trying to get my team together in Antigua so we can start shooting some stuff. And one of the things is, especially in our community and in the Caribbean specifically there's just there's just not enough I would say major motion pictures made from people in the Caribbean Mm -hmm. it's just not that much and I feel that it's time for us you know to develop things like this and even to in terms of like animations and different stuff like that like, there's just just not like dedicated people towards industrializing that sort of industry down here it's just like oh you doing movies okay i'll just do that for like a period of time it's it's not like a year round or we're making movies constantly it's, it's you, you really don't really see that so maybe in the future if time ever a to do and the opportunity like arises um maybe we can talk about having a little story of ronnie of you know little ronnie the, the librarian um in the caribbean sense you know okay so okay. so we um, instead of like yeah. a tree house we can have it in our i don't know like you know an abandoned building in like yeah. something like that but we will yeah, we will talk about that in in the future. But yeah, I'm just, just putting it out there. Just putting it out okay. there. Okay, okay,
1: we can definitely I'm open to talking. so yeah, just let me
0: know. Yeah, of course, of course. But um I think that's just gonna wrap up our little conversation. Um again, Ronnie, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for accompanying you know, gracing the stage, gracing the platform. Um and of course again shout out to Ken Granderson for, you know, making this episode happen actually. So yeah, so um thanks thanks Ken if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, so um just to end off, what would you say is like like per if if you, if you would give some motivation to persons that are just not into the whole reading thing and just finding difficult just to, just to pick up a book. What would you say like a step or like the, what do you think it would be like the first step for them to take?
1: Yeah so I mean okay um, I understand that you know um, I understand not being you know the, the reading thing might not be your thing you know and my thing is more or less about how do you go about accessing information right mm-hmm. so with today's technology not only do you, you you don't have to read but there are videos out there like you said there are e-audio uh books and there are, you know things that you can listen to so there are different um mediums that you can go about to get the information that you need um so you know and and, and then it'll it might eventually lead you to to reading something i have a, <laughs> a good friend who who actually doesn't really like to read books, but he likes to read magazines. You know that's oh. Oh. that he likes to read magazines because he feels like it gives you that information. You know, just enough information, very concise, short, and just like here, here you go. Right. And so, so right. He likes reading magazines, so it's it's you you'll find your 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 cup of tea. You know, however, but you know, I feel like with information it's a necessity so at some point you know it's just I feel like it it's, it's another need in, in, in life right you need shelter you need you know uh, clothing you need information so at some point you're gonna seek it out it's just how you go about it and if reading is not one find another platform another medium that, that, you know, mm-hmm. that will be able to give you that information
0: find what works for you there you go, and that's gonna be the end of this podcast. Um, again, Rodney, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for you know just saying yes to being on the podcast. Because of course you could be anywhere else, but yes, you can. You're, you're here, and I'm happy about it. I appreciate it.
1: appreciate the opportunity to talk to you, man. So yeah, let's definitely keep in touch. Let's, let's make this the start of the conversation so yeah. yes
0: of course of course and yeah guys um that's it um hopefully you you guys um enjoyed this conversation um hopefully you've heard, you've learned something valuable um hopefully you've taken away something that piques your interest i would say so yeah guys later see you guys in the next episode of the youtube tomorrow podcast good night
1: and good night later peace three two one